One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Every week we talk about how people can be better at selling e-commerce. It's an awesome business and how big you can get, but it's also awesome and how hard it can be. We're going to hit a subject real hard that is near and dear to my heart because I think this was the first thing that I built for my business, just like an internal tool. And I've connected with another founder that is solving this problem, but he has a perspective on the landscape of inventory managers that I had to just like, I just want to talk and learn more about it. I've got a lot of opinions. I think it's an awesome business model to help people with their inventory. Like this is a pain that many businesses have. It costs a ton of money if you get it wrong and missed opportunity. So I have with me Jared Ward from Luminous. Uh, Jared, welcome. What's up guys? Nice to meet you, Scott. Well, we've already met, but. Well, so your background is you started working for an Alibaba competitor. Tell us about that and what led you to be like, okay, you know, inventory manager, logistics, supply chain decisions. This is what I want to do. Yeah. So before I even worked at Main China, I was already exposed to e-commerce. I'd already started my own Etsy and Amazon stores. That was actually my gig. I dropped out of college and I was just selling on Etsy and Amazon. But eventually I stopped that and I was, cause I was recruited to try a big boy job, which is like, I went to mainchan.com. They're like, Hey, can you scale this sourcing division where you service e-commerce companies and you help set up their factories and supply chain? I said, yes. Then I scaled that from zero to 10 million, two years. But more importantly, I started to get to know the modern e-commerce brand and their supply chain struggles. I started to be able to sniff around and see like, wow, what, what is going on underneath the hood of all of these companies' cars? That started my curiosity in the inventory landscape and specifically, why can't any of these companies, some of them have tools, some of them don't, but nonetheless, they don't know their inventory numbers and they can't give me a forecast to do my job, which was sourcing. Like I was helping them purchase things. That started the curiosity. Then my curiosity, my sniffs were validated when I became CEO of a multi-channel direct-to-consumer brand called Qualtree. So they're a local e-commerce company. We were doing about $15 million a year. We were a, a great example of that modern e-commerce business. And so a lot of those theses that I had about inventory management and why systems are so hard to implement for that type of business, they were validated while I was at, at Qualtree. I tried out a bunch of inventory tools at Qualtree. I really got to experiment and find, feel that pain. And that's when we started building out Luminous. Like they were, Qualtree was our first beta client. If I saw an inventory manager business get some traction, I would totally invest in that business because, you know, if you solve this problem for someone in a good enough way, they're not going to leave. There's not a lot of incentive to learn a new system, get your team on board and all of that. The landscape has always been a very, fairly challenging. An Amazon seller has one types of issues. Someone that sells multi-channel, they're going to have another set of issues. If you have five SKUs or if you have a hundred or even a thousand SKUs, mm-hmm. you really think about it very differently. Also, if you do, for example, you do a subscription, if you have light assembly manufacturing in your inventory, like totally different systems. And I see that happen all the time where like somebody will be on so stock, which is cool inventory tool for Amazon. And, and let's say it worked for them all the way to 3 million and 10 ASINs. 
And then all of a sudden, say they expand to big box retail or their Shopify sales start killing it or they get a 3PL. Then they're kind of like, man, so stopped suck. And it's like, no, it doesn't suck. It's just, it doesn't, that tool doesn't serve you anymore because you went omni-channel or you outsourced to a 3PL and so stock isn't built to like pull in the 3PLs numbers and aggregate that data. There's always a reason why something, why the pain for a tool. Uh-huh. What really got my curiosity was some of your competitor research that you've done. I think I've heard at least the Amazon aggregators, the ones that were buying up a lot of brands, a lot of them, their North Star, they wanted to use NetSuite. Does Oracle own NetSuite? Yes. Yeah, to me, that screams expensive and enterprise and Uh, potentially complicated, but there might be like, you know, what's so great about a NetSuite? Why is that the right tool for some people? I'm literally about to drop a video that like goes in depth about just a, a framework why choosing NetSuite is so painful for the modern e-commerce brand. What is the modern e-commerce brand? The modern e-commerce brand, as I see it, this is just my perception and my experience. It is somebody who goes multi-channel and gets multifaceted fulfillment very quickly, and they take advantage somehow of the blurred, historically rigid supply chain line. So what do I mean by that? Well, routinely, we'll see brands nowadays who, if I ran a $10 million business in the 90s, it was pretty straightforward. Like, as far as supply chain goes, like, I get a PO from Shields, I purchase from China, it comes in, sends it to Shields, and they distribute to the customers. And, you know, each one of those checkpoints had entities or companies handling all those. Nowadays, like, you'll see direct-to-consumer brand, they routinely will start selling wholesale or, like, start distributing. They'll routinely start to purchase raw goods from the factory and have their 3PL do some basic assembly manufacturing. That introduces so much complexity. So that's the modern brand, those attributes. They can do all of that before a million dollars in revenue. And a lot of times you'll say, yes, yes, yes. To like, okay, yeah, of course I'll do manufacturing in-house. Or yeah, of course I'll sell the Shields. Or yeah, of course I'll do Shopify, Amazon, and I'll do Amazon in Europe. Like, okay, but... Do you understand that you're a sub $2 million brand and you just introduced impossible complexities to now be able to run a forecast or to run a report? No one wants to say no to opportunity. That's my perspective on like new channels. Like if I can do it, like I'm going to like implement it quickly. I found out a way to sell on eBay with my FBA inventory and probably did about 2 million in revenue before I ended up moving on. But like I was a one-man show. I did that by myself. I created the listings. I scaled our existing inventory to just to bring in more sales. And I probably would do it again. Like <laughs> you're a great example of like the modern day operator who's right. at the helm of those businesses. We define the modern e-commerce brand. Now, let's say you're modern and successful and complicated. You're an aggregator. Why would they like use NetSuite? And, you know, what challenges will they see? So this gets into the psyche of like the modern day operator. I guarantee, well, maybe not guarantee. Let's do some discovery. When you were scaling that business, what I see happen with most modern day e-commerce founders, because they don't have supply chain background. They don't have an MBA. Like their brain doesn't work like a NetSuite operator in the 90s or something. 
you are going to implement tools that give the least amount of friction possible. So you'll say yes to these complexity markers, like I'll start doing FBA and we'll sell to eBay. But you're going to basically scale as much as you can on Google Sheets where there's zero friction in processes until it gets to the point where like, man, I could be losing like 300K to my bottom line because I'm under purchasing or over purchasing. Only that when you start feeling that pain of the frictionless ops that you've been doing, that's when you're like, okay, I need a tool. I need something. And if you're really complex, a lot of operators, they get sold by NetSuite. So their friction might be pretty low. It's like not that bad. You could implement maybe one or two tools and it would solve most of your problems. They're sold on this idea that they need all of NetSuite. So when you make that decision to commit to NetSuite, you're paying $200,000. You're buying a very antiquated system. And not only that, you might think, for example, oh, I needed more visibilities on my transfer orders, right? When I'm sending them to here and I'm sending them here. But if you implement NetSuite to solve that issue, then you just introduce like a 20-step flow to do a transfer order unknowingly. And you're like a six-person company potentially. So yes, NetSuite can do everything. It can. It was built to service an antiquated supply chain. But you're going to have to pay $200,000 and 8K a month, and you're going to have to jerry-rig it to work. And they're not building towards the modern-day brand. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, NetSuite falls into this like ERP category, which stands for electronic resource planning, which is more than just inventory <laughs> management, but inventory management would probably be a part of that, right? It's got like a financial component. Does NetSuite also have like a kind of an accounting layer to it? Yes. And this is actually one of the challenging, again, introducing more friction than you signed up for. A lot of people don't understand. If I go to NetSuite, I'm going to have to use their financial suite instead of QuickBooks Online. And what I see, I know local brands here in Utah who they made that switch and like they're feeling that pain right now. I won't name them, but part of that pain is they actually loved QuickBooks Online. It was like super flexible. They could get their inventory system to push cogs how they wanted to. But now one of those added friction, the excess friction from NetSuite is like, oh shit, I have to use their financial suite, which now I need a CFO. Now I need like two full-time accountants to keep this thing updated. I can't just use QuickBooks anymore. Yeah, that sounds like a lot. I like having uh, nimbleness to anything that I build. For example, that eBay thing that we did. I'm a software developer, but I rolled that all into our Amazon stuff. So we could see it's an eBay order, but like it didn't introduce anything new that actually anyone that was ordering inventory, they didn't know that that could be sold on eBay. They wouldn't know any difference like because like we were doing this inventory planning in one way and it worked for us and we don't want to change that. And I haven't told you this, but like, you know, I did build an inventory manager, but like it was just for us. It wasn't like, it wasn't a software web browser, like nice tool. It was ugly and gritty and awesome for us. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's always intrigued me by the space because this is a fairly common pain for a lot of people that if they're Amazon only or they're omni-channel that like no one's really nailed it across the board to just keep things flowing in the right way. 
if I talk to someone that focuses on private label on Amazon or someone that focuses on reselling, the tools that they use will, or even know of will be very different from each other. And so I just feel like it's an unsolved space and definitely want to throw shade on, you know, like a net suite that just kind of like comes and throws like a sledgehammer on like a small little nail on like, we don't need to solve everything all at once. Great way of putting it. I'd say swatting a fly with a bazooka. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they've got the bazooka. So like, congrats guys, you got the bazooka, but it doesn't service the modern e-commerce brand very well. No, no. You want, you know, integrations with Shopify and say Shopify changes their API. You wanted it updated like in a month, not a year. Exactly. Now we were in the middle of your story about your working with these, some of these brands and what led you to, you know, so you saw this itch and about people making questionable supply chain decisions. What were the next types of thinking that you were going through and what needed to be solved? Yeah, good question. So after that, when I was at Qualtree, I had the chance to try to implement multiple inventory tools. So the next step was, okay, what are the solutions on the market and why don't they service the modern e-commerce brand? The short answer to that is, they don't really understand what their needs are and why they get complex. But the longer answer, which I'll also give a short one to, is basically they're not flexible, right? So there's a lot of inventory tools out there like Scubana, Bright Pearl, Extensive, 3PL Central, Linworks. I could keep going. So stock, like uh, Scuball. Those tools, a lot of times, even they unknowingly service a certain segment of e-commerce company. So for example, Katana. Katana is great if you have like build materials and you do light manufacturing. They can help give you a forecast of your raw materials and that's great. Whereas like Extensive, so 3PL Central, they were bought by Extensive. They changed their name to Extensive. Great system for 3PLs if you're like just the normal cut and dry 3PL. What's happening right now though, is that modern e-commerce brand, they're doing a bit of everything. So these systems like Katana or Extensive or Lenworks or Bright Pearl, SkewVault, they already have their foundation of their product built out. They're not really expanding it much anymore, but people are, the companies using them are starting to expand to the fringes, like, huh, like using SkewVault, but I'm going to introduce some light manufacturing because it saves me costs. Like I'll do some light assembly manufacturing. Okay, well, that breaks Q-Vault then. <laughs> or Katana, like I'm going to use Katana for, because I was using it because my build materials was really easy to introduce, but now I'm selling to through multiple 3PLs. Okay, well, they don't plug into other 3PL systems very well. So that's broken. So Luminous is building to be the most flexible and the system that understands those things, those needs that break systems as you scale. We're making sure that the system won't break. So we feel like we have a good idea of the baseline that's needed. We have that. Now building from here, it's every decision of product, is this purpose built for the modern brand? Is, does this make us more flexible? Does this make us more easy to use? Do we remove friction? Are we, are we, the, are we the least amount of friction in this one process relative to our competitors. That's how we look at it. Yeah. I mean, inventory managers already, there's just friction. It's hard. 
just because first the tool needs to learn about you. Like, how many warehouses do you have? Like, oh, I've got seven. Well, you got to put them all in. How many SKUs do you have? Okay, well, you got to set that all up. So I think you got the right mindset to do that. And this is a, a challenge. If you were to like, we've described the modern e-commerce brand. We also, people kind of know what like an Amazon seller is, even though like some of like, mm-hmm. they're not all the same. Is it this omni-channel brand that like, you know, would best be served by Luminous or who do you see in the world? And you're like, oh, like I solved this problem. Yeah, good question. So we just signed on a client recently who's like perfect fit for us. I'll just name their attributes. So they're a local Utah company. So they're about 10 million or so in revenue. They do in-house fulfillment. Their tech stack currently is ShipStation, Google Sheets, and QuickBooks. So Luminous will be thrown in there, help them scale. But their channels are Amazon, Shopify, and they do some big box retail. So that mix, in-house fulfillment, multi-channel, and then your tech stack looking something like that, and you're struggling to scale. Like That's where we come in. What about like someone that's using, say someone that's just like in one channel? Yeah, I personally wouldn't recommend Luminous to somebody on one channel. In fact, when I'm launching my content, that's going to be a common theme. Like, I'm not always going to recommend Luminous. It's more like I'm going to teach you how to make your own decision from a framework. If you're just using one channel, for example, like if that channel is Shopify, then there's Shopify specific inventory tools that are pretty good as long as you don't scale past 100 SKUs and as long as you don't scale past Shopify. SoStop is a good example. It's a pretty good inventory tool if you're just selling on Amazon. So yeah, if you're just one channel, not really that complex, probably not, but I'd still love to guide you towards tools that are good fit. For sure. All my listeners, they're all very different. They're very different. And this is a common request I get about inventory managers. And I don't know if I have a lot of great answers because if you have 10 SKUs to a thousand, like the way you look at it is quite different. So there's one final thing that you said that I liked is that some of these players, they built to a spec and they kind of stopped improving their core. I see mm-hmm. that a lot. I see that some of our competitors, I'm like, like you guys just charge like an arm and a leg for this and you're not actually building anything new. A good example, Deer Systems. I don't know. Do you know them? No. They pitch themselves as a modern ERP. I see them more as inventory management, but good platform. Like I like their stuff. I think it's a bit rigid, but really good system though. They were just acquired by Sin7. That type of great news for us because they're probably not building out their baseline anymore. If they're gobbled up by Sin7, it's a strategic acquisition where they're gobbling up those users. And that's where Luminous is such a good spot in the market. We have a foundational product. We have happy clients. And I believe that we're more knowledgeable on the modern e-commerce operator. And every decision is going through that lens of building. Okay, so we have the baseline system. And every day, every feature, how can this be more flexible? How can this be more this? How can we service this person and this person? So Scubana was acquired and I think they changed Mm -hmm. their name. Extensive. So they gobbled up two companies. Also Inventory Planner, I believe, was acquired by Bright Pearl. Okay. A lot of consolidation. We see that in the Amazon space as well, like the Amazon specific tools. So stocked itself was acquired. I know they've kept the founders on. So, 
you know, they're still updating it. So very interesting, this little world. I like inventory managers and I always want to throw shade on the NetSuite. So thanks for like giving me an up to speed, like perspective of what that means. I generally will like, I just don't like big clunky tools. And so maybe one day I'll learn more about the big clunky tools to find out when they're the right move. You guys should watch when I launch my framework video of basically how to choose an inventory tool and why it feels so bad under implemented, why it feels so bad over implemented. Go follow at join luminous on Instagram or join luminous on YouTube. I'll definitely check it out. Well, so thanks for jumping on and been wanting to get you on the pod for a while. You know, first time I met you, actually the first time I saw your spreadsheet of analyzing other inventory managers, I was like, okay, this is good stuff. And you should throw that out there at some point, you know, to the masses. But I think you'll probably find it's actually kind of hard to do that. I put together one for like repricers and I'm like, oh crap, this is so hard because like they'll all tell you that they can do some things, but I'm like, oh, there's some differences and it just takes so much time to like test it out. So I've done some comparisons and I've shied away from other comparisons that I'm like, I just have to do this well, or I'm going to, I don't want to do it wrong. Well, you got this Instagram at join luminous. Sure. You're probably going to do that on YouTube as well, but that is your website, right? Join luminous. Yes. Join luminous.com at join luminous for Instagram. You can also follow us on YouTube. Same thing. Join luminous. Huh. Well, thanks for imparting your knowledge. And I'm sure we're both in Utah. So I'll be seeing you again sometime soon. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Make sure you stay tuned. We have new podcasts coming every week. So, you know, subscribe and tell a friend that is in need. So to learn more about stuff like selling on Amazon and inventory managers, as geeky and fun as that sounds, we'll sign off and see you guys later. One, two, three. Yeah.